at the top of the Amud, at the Mishnah, and we're continuing with examples of Benedarm, Hochen Achar Lashon, Shabbos, somebody makes a nether, saying that they won't have enough from people who are Shevsi Shabbos, who rest on Shabbos, so Asr Bisrael, the Asr Bakusim. They're going to be Asr to Yisrael and Kusim. Now, who are the Kusim? Those were people from the land of Kuta that the Melech Ashur brought in after he sent the Asaris Hashvatim to Gaulus. So the land was quite empty. So he brought some people in from this foreign land, the beginning, and, and they, they settled in uh, the Shomron, in the cities of Shomron, and at the beginning, they really didn't, they were not sharing terrorists at all. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu sent lions, and they were they were getting killed by the lions, and they came to ask the 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 the, the head at the, of the <clears throat> Malchai Yisrael, and they said that it's because you're living in the land, but you're not keeping you're not sharing Torah mitzvahs, and so because of, under this because of the fear that was brought upon them by these lions, so they decided to become Gerim, and they kept the mitzvahs, but they would still keep. It was, they were still Eidene by the Zara, and there was, throughout the times of the Mishnah, there was a discussion whether they were considered, Amarayim, Tanayim, whether they considered Geri Emes or Geri Arayas, or they, was their Geris good or not. At the end, it uh, turned out that they found the Yaina, and they, Chacham, decided after, they did not withstand the test of time, and they decided after a long period of time that the, the Kusim are not considered uh, Gerim. They still exist in small population today, um, or some form of them, but, <clears throat> so, but again, we have to understand that here we're going Balash of B'nai Adam, which we're going to come back to, I guess, at the end, and we'll address Kusim. So, if a person makes a nether from people who eat garlic, now this was at the Khanas Ezra, in order to be Marbazera on Friday night to eat Shemti garlic, so Asr Yisrael, but Asr Kusim, so you, it would, Again, the kusim would be nichlal in this. Now, there are some girses that take it out, because it doesn't really make sense to kusim. They would keep things that were maybe from the Torah, but they probably wouldn't keep a Takanis Ezra. So, some take this out. This is if this only, was only a Takanis Ezra. The basis brings a girsa that takes this out of the Mishnah. But, Uncle Panam, we're going to keep it in. Again, the Ran says here, Takanis Ezra, who lechol shum belil shabbos, lefisha shum marbas ezer, ba'inas, talmud chacham erev shabbos, erev shabbos. Okay, but also kusim the inhunami eichli shum be'ever shabbos. So the Ran doesn't explain why, but they would also. And again, the Darm go after v'lashin b'nei adam. So if we're going to be gairus, you're going to be also in kusim. So you have to say that they would keep this minhag for whatever reason. Eili yushalayim aser b'yisrael muter b'kusim. So to people that were eili regel, so then you're going to be aser b'yisrael because they are in the category of eili yushalayim. But muter b'kusim because kusim were not eili yushalayim. So we have to really. The Gemara is going to unpack this for us. Zakta Gemara, my Shev Shabbos. What does it mean, Shev Shabbos? We said if you know to be Shev Shabbos, you're going to be Aser and Yisrael and Kusim, which means Shargayim, you're going to be Mutterin. So, Elam, I mean, Kaimi Shabbos, it means people who rest on Shabbos, my Iri Kusim. Why is it limited to Kusim? You could have Gayim, who we're not allowed to, they're not allowed to keep Shabbos, but they could rest on Shabbos. The guy can sleep all day, all Saturday, right? And therefore, they would be considered a Shev Shabbos. Ella, so what does it mean, Belashem Adam? It doesn't mean people who don't work on Saturday. It means Elmi Mitzvin al Hashabbos, and people who are Mitzvah on Shabbos. So we're going to go based on is there a commandment on those people 
Are they nichlal in the mitzvah of having to keep Shabbos? Okay, well, let's jump to the seifa. People who are the regal, well, their mitzvah, if on the Sabbath they are gerim, their mitzvah. So, again, the Lashem B'nai Adam, at that time, they were in the, in the category of mitzvah. So, Amr Abaya, mitzvah v'aisa katani. So, what we mean when we say mitzvah is mitzvah v'aisa. Uh, what's considered nichlal in mitzvah v'aisa? Betarti b'avi kamaisa, in the first two examples of the Mishnah, Yisrael v'kusim mitzvah v'aisa. So when we talk about Shabbos Shabbos and Eichli Shem, not only they mitzvah to do it, but they also actually keep it. They fulfill it. So the mitzvah on the Tzad, again, Belashem and Eadam, that the Kusim are Yisraelim, that they're real Gerim. So they're mitzvah, just like regular Yudin were from Ezra. And they're Eisen, they actually do this. When it comes to Gayim, Hahuda of the Eisen, the Eina Mitzvah. Yes, you're right. Some people rest on Saturday. They end up keeping Shabbos, but they're not mitzvah. Okay, so in order to fit into the first category, Bnei Adam is Shev Se Shabbos is referring to people who are mitzvah ve'oisa, and Eich Lishem is mitzvah ve'oisa. Now, what happens about Eli Yishalayim? Yisrael mitzvah ve'oisim, kusim mitzvah ve'enim oisim. They don't actually fulfill it. Okay, so what we're saying is like this. Again, Nadam, I'll go after Lashem Bnei Adam. And like we discussed, you know, kusim is a little, one that's a little bit complicated here, and it's extensively discussed in the Mepharshim, but one mahalach to try to understand this is that Again, when Dharma go after Lashem B'nei Adam, since throughout the times of Chazal, there was back and forth whether they were Geirei Emes or not, in the eyes of the people, in Lashem B'nei Adam, so the Kusim, they were very, very makbed on certain mitzvahs. So they were in the category of people that were mitzvah v'aisa. And therefore, Belashem B'nei Adam, again, when we're talking about things of mitzvah v'aisim, so then Lashem B'nei Adam, if it's a known thing that they keep, and in the eyes of the people, they were mitzvah, so, Lashem B'nei Adam is that when we say Shev Se Shabbos, we include Kusim, and we contrast that with number one, Gayim. Gayim were not Mitzvah at all, so they're not going to be in the category of Shev Se Shabbos. And number two, early Yerushalayim was something that the Kusim categorically did not do. So, since they didn't do it, they would not be in the category of the early Yerushalayim, even though they might have been Mitzvah. Okay, let's move on. Kainim She'eni Person says, I'm not going to have any Hanah from B'nei Nayach, Mutter B'Yisrael. You're going to be Mutter in a Yisrael, meaning what we're saying is that B'nai Noyach would, uh, B'nai Noyach would be limited to Gaim and would not include Yisrael. But also by you're going to be Aser in Avikachavim. B'nai Noyach exclusively means Avikachavim, even though Zak the Gemara of Yisrael mean nothing can call B'nai Noyach. Well, B'nai Yisrael are also B'nai Noyach. We came from shame. Everybody, the whole world, civilization came from Noyach. So the Gemara says, Kivan to Iktish Avram Iskarashame. No, that was only true until Avram. Once Avram was Iktash, says the Gemara, then we are no longer, we are no longer considered B'lashem B'nei Adam, B'nei Nayach. We're exclusive to Avram. She'eni, is up the next Mishnah, She'eni, Nene, Vazera, Avram. She'eni, Nene, Vazera, Avram. Asr B'Yisrael, Umutu B'edit B'chavim. If a person says, I'm not going to have any Anah from Zera, Avram, then you're going to be usher to Yisrael, and you're going to be mutter in Gaim. Frechtigamara, why are you mutter in Gaim? What about the Arabs? Yishmael was Zera Avram. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no. And if you look here, it says, Kib Yitzchak Yukara Lecha Zera. That only with, within Yitzchak is what's going to be called Zera. Now, you've got to look very, very carefully at the Lush, and I saw this brought down, that if you look at the previous Mishnah, it said, 
When we came over here to this Mishnah, it's Davka Zera. If a person makes another Davka Zera Avram, but if a person said B'nai Avram, then they would be Asar and Yishmarim as well. It's Davka Kibi Yitzchak Yikara the Chazera. What about Esav? He's also considered Zera of Yitzchak. So I understand that Kibi Yitzchak Yikara the Chazera, but why would you be? Why would you be muttered to Bnei Esav? So Gemara says, no, be Yitzchak will call Yitzchak. That when it says ki be Yitzchak hikar lechazera, it means only within one of the children of Yitzchak, the Hainu Yaakov. Okay, so again, that we're called Zera Avram through today called Bnei Yisrael called Zera Avram through the be Yitzchak by limiting Yitzchak that it's only through Yaakov. But the be Yitzchak is an automatic limiter on Zera Avram. Okay, as opposed to B'nei Noyach, like we said, that would that would uh, that would mean Goyim, but it's Davka B'nei Avram might be a problem. So now, just one thing to really speak out over here is that um, there is a Machlekes Rishonim in regards to Gerim. Okay, the question is that we just said it's it's Tali and Zera Avram, so would you be Aser on Gerim or not? So actually, the Rush says that that they're Nichlal. That Gerimah also Nichla and Zerah Avram because of the bracha that when Hakadosh Baruch Hu added the extra letter to Avram's name, he said Avram and Goyim Nesaticha that he's considered Avram and Goyim, so you would be Nichal even though it's not in the uh, physical DNA of Zerah Avram, but still they would be considered Zerah Avram. Avram and Goyim. The Mukayev argues and says no, they're not in the Zerah Avram, and therefore, um, and therefore the they would not be considered Zerah Avram. And I guess in the Dharm situation. You would be mutter on them. Now, it's what's interesting comes from here. The place can discuss something that's nageya to us every single year in Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. So we say that the in, in Zechernis we say and they bring down that based on our Gemara over here that there was a girsa that said that they specifically said because we didn't want it to we didn't want to have a uh, for the Zerah, that is Esav. However, from Markham over here, the place can bring down, the Shulchanach brings it down, Mashem the Rebash, that because in our, we see in our Gemara that Zerah of Yitzchak is limited to Yaakov, you don't need to say that. And therefore, the proper Gersah is, Ba'kidas Yitzchak, Hayayim Lizarei Tizkar, it would be the Zerah of Yitzchak. And when we say Zerah Yitzchak, it's automatically limited to Yaakov and not Esav. Okay, let's move on to the next Mishnah. So She'ein, So the next, I want to give an introduction for the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah is going to be discussing some of the, we'll call it, uh, Gemara's way of viewing markets as far as buying and selling. And I have a chart in the notes, but I'll just speak out. The general idea is that there's three levels of sale. There's, um, and I'll give, try to give some modern day examples so we can get, you know, a good, a good uh, feel for what it is. So this is, the standard sale is what we call Zvina, Zvina Metzia. And that is, that means that there's a normal market, there's normal supply and demand, and then there's an idea of when the price is fixed, meaning in a normal market, at a fixed price, MSRP, at market price, if it's a fixed price, so at what we would call MSRP, so then the sale is considered a benefit to both the Meicher and the Lekeach. That's the only situation in which a sale is considered a benefit to both of them. However, let's say it's a normal market, but the 
the, the, the seller charges a higher price. So then the benefit is to the seller. It's a normal market. The price, if the, situ- if the price isn't fixed, so then essentially the Meichel ripped the guy, ripped the Lekeach off. So the Lekeach agreed, again, if it's within the confines of Lekeach, but what we're discussing now, who, who is considered to have benefited from the sale? So in a normal market, if it was sold for an inflated price, then the benefit would be the Meichel, and if the Lekeach was able to get a discount, so then the Lekeach, the buyer, would be considered the one benefited. That's in a normal market. So again, regular price, they both, it's equal, they both benefit. If it's sold at an inflated price, the Meicher benefits, and if it's sold at a discount, the Lekeach benefits. Now, if you're in a market that is, for instance, like uh, trying to buy a car in today's market, okay, so that's what's called Zvina Harifa, okay, that there's, that there's, these goods are in high demand. So now, if the market price is set on them, meaning let's just say based on government regulations or whatever the norm is that buying a car today was fixed at MSRP, because we're not in a normal market, but let's say the the uh, states mandated that the that the dealers weren't allowed to sell them over MSRP. So <clears throat> that would be a, if you can get your hands on one at a fixed market price, that would be considered a benefit to the lekeach. That's not a normal market. That would be what's called an Izvina Kharifa in today's market. Now, but if let's say so that would be a benefit to the lekeach. He was able to get a hot in demand good at at a fixed price. However. If, let's say, the, the market price is not fixed, but it floats, and therefore, like, like it's an actual, actually trying to buy a car today, so who benefits? The Lekeach doesn't benefit. The Meicher, the sellers, right? The, 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 today, a car buyer is disgruntled. It's the, it's the, um, it's the Meicher, the dealers, that are pocketing the extra money because they're selling at, over MSRP. So, when it's in demand, it depends. If the price is fixed, then the, then the benefit goes to Lekeach, and if the, if the price is not fixed, then it goes to the meicher, the seller. Now, let's look at the extreme opposite. That's what's called Zvina de Ramiel Ape. And that is when there's a there's not a, a large market at all. These goods are not in demand at all. Think um, matzah after Pesach. Okay, nobody's really interested. The stores that have it essentially have to discount. So again, in a situation where, for whatever reason, it was dictated that the market, that the, that the price is fixed, so then... If a seller was actually able to sell one at the fixed MSRP, so then it would be a benefit for the seller, even though he didn't get any extra money over MSRP, but because these goods are not, there's not a large market for matzah after Pesach. So again, if he's, if they're mandated to sell at MSRP, so then it benefits the Meicher. Again, if they can di- discount it down, now it turns as a benefit to the Lekeach, right? You, if for whatever reason you need matzah or you like to have matzah after, after Pesach, you, uh, you got a good deal. It's considered a benefit to a buyer to be able to get it for, you know, a fraction of the price. So now, with that in mind, so in our Mishnah, it says, Sha'ini, and it's going to, uh, our Mishnah, the Gemara, therein is going to take us through some twists and turns. But with these basic Yusaitis, we'll be able to really make sense of the Sugis. So Zuck the Mishnah. Sha'ini, Nenem Yisrael. A person makes another day, he's not going to have a Na from, Yis, from Yisrael. So he can't have any benefit in a transaction where he's either buying or selling. So So when he buys, he needs to overpay because he can't get any benefit from the meicher. And he needs to sell when he's selling at a discount because he has to always, he said he's not going to have enough from Yisrael. So he can never be advantaged. If he's buying and selling, he has to buy high, essentially rip himself off to make sure that he's getting a worse deal because he's not going to have enough from the seller. And when he sells, he has to sell at a discount. Okay, so, and if he makes another, she's strong, nen and lee. 
Let's say he says, no, Yisrael can have enough from me. So now again, the situation is in reverse. When he is buying, he has to, he has to always get a discount because he, otherwise he wouldn't be able to buy. And we'll see in a second here that nobody's going to, nobody's going to be compelled to sell to him. But if he wants to buy, he has to figure out a way to procure a discount so that he is never creating in a sale environment an advantage for a seller who is Yisrael. And if he's a seller, he always has to sell. He has to always rip somebody off because, again, Israel can't have any enough from him. Ain't Shemelay means go find somebody that's willing to do business with you on those terms. Kolemer Enlei Takhana Likach Belimkar says the Ran Ella in Kain Likach Bepachos Vim Kolahem Biyes Kedish LeYana Mimenu Abel Ain't Shemelay Bnei Adam Hasim Mimenim because of the nether that you made, nobody's required to do business with you. So, ain't generally like, good luck trying to find somebody like that, but that is the halacha. So, if you make the same nether that it goes both ways, so then, meaning that you can never, that you can never, and in every, in every transaction, okay, somebody has to win. Either they both win, or one wins and one loses. But if you said both ways, that they're both are going to be us, or I can't have any enough from Israel, and Israel can't have any enough from me, so then, says the Mishra, if they Okay, the Chiddush is that the Ran explains. That if you said that I can't buy or sell, I can't have any enough from you, so I can't have any enough from me, that a person can't withstand that. You're not able to live. And it's like the nether that we've seen of a Shavua Ishan Shleisha Yamim. Okay, which we said, Makanis of Yashan the altar, that a person makes swears that he's not going to sleep for three days, that's impossible. So to obey, this is impossible. So you might think that the nether would be bottle. Kamash Malan says, Mishnah, no, that there is, since there is a way, you can do business with Gayim only. Okay, and even though it might make your life very difficult, still, you have to keep to it. Zakti Gemara. So now to contrast, I gave you uh, an introduction as far as the different types of sales, but at this point, the Gemara is not fitting the Mishnah into any category. At the end, we're going to fit the Mishnah into a category which is um, a regular, Zvina Metzia, which is a regular sale, in which we said that it was only one example in all of the different examples we gave, in the uh, seven different examples we gave, of different types of sales. So there's only one example where both the Mecher and Lekech benefit, and that's really going to be the case of our Mishnah, and that is in a normal market at a fixed MSRP. That both Lekech and Lekech benefit, and therefore you have to buy or sell. But at this point, the, the Gemara doesn't know that in, to be true in our Mishnah yet. We'll come out with that at the end. And therefore, the Gemara is now going to bring in another case of a Lekech who benefits, and we're going to try to ask a Kasha Zuck the Gemara. Amar Shmuel. Shmuel says, now this is a Sugya in Baba Basra. Some of the details of the Sugya um, we're not going to go into. It's a little bit of a complicated Sugya. But a Lekech Kli Omen. If a person buys a Kli from a craftsman, Omen Levakre, to check it, Okay, so he takes it. So he's planning on selling it, selling it. Some of Farsham explained that he, they already agreed on a price. The sale's almost done. So he picks it up to inspect it. It's going to be his if he wants it, but he just wants to make sure everything's on the up and up. The nenas, the yadai, and there's some sort of einsen chayev. He's going to be chayev. Why? Because it's considered a hanav lekech, meaning this sale is considered a hanas lekech. Okay, and what the Ran clues us in over here that we're talking about in a situation, and like the Amara is going to answer, where the price is fixed, and therefore, <clears throat> at this point, it's a price fixed, it's, it's, the, the price is already fixed, and, and like we're going to explain, it's not. It is a, the good, these goods are in demand, and therefore there's a benefit to the Lekech. Now, 
since, and what the Ran says is, Holkach Samcha Daita, the Lekech, Shem Reitza, he already has approval to complete the sale from the seller. In a sale like this one, where the benefit of that's what we're going to have to subject to explaining that the that the lekach is the one who's actually benefiting from the sale. Therefore, have kishayl. You have to change the girsa says around that he's like a shayl. That at this point, because he is the one benefiting from the sale, he has a din of a shayl, of a borrower, and a shayl is chayi ba'intzin. Then therefore, if he picks this up to inspect it, and he's, it's earmarked to go to him if he wants it, and the price is fixed, so therefore, if an oinus happens, at that point, he's together. Shayl says the ran, and um, therefore, he's responsible for oinsin. Other, other rishonim learn that he's considered a lekeach. Okay, we'll have to see. Tanar. She'eni nenami Yisrael. Uh, what about our Mishnah? It said, That if a person said he wasn't going to have any Hanaf from a Yisrael, he has to sell at a discount. He has to put, he has to disadvantage himself as a seller. Why? If you're telling me that any standard sale is Hanaf Lekeach, the Lekeach is always the winner. You should be able to sell at regular fixed market price. Why do you have to offer a discount if Lekech is the one benefiting? Again, we're taking it as an understanding that if Lekech is considered the person benefiting, so then the Meicher is losing. So if I'm already losing, why do I have to discount? I understand I can't have enough of them, so I, but if I'm already losing, then why do I have to discount? So that our Mishnah is talking about the Zvina sale de Ramiyal Ape, which is, meaning these are goods that are hard to move. Okay, and therefore... Like we explained, Zvina the Rami al Ape will be considered a Armisha will be considered an advantage for the Meicher. Again, if it's at a fixed price, if you're able to sell matzah after Pesach at the same price you were selling it before Pesach, so then you are considered to have one, and that's why you have to discount it to create advantage for Lekech. Yeah, at fifty cents, the Meicher is selling a pound of matzah at fifty cents. Then the Meicher is not benefiting, Lekech is benefiting, so you have to discount if we're talking about, you know, matzah after Pesach type of things. In Cain, Ema Reisha, I affect the Gemara, what do you mean? The Mishnah has a Reisha and a Seif. In Cain, Ema Reisha, the Reisha says, Lekech B'yeser, says that you have to, when you're buying, if you're on the other side and you're buying these matzahs after Pesach, you have to pay extra. So I don't understand. If, if it's already, if it's already, if it's Vina Rami Ape, if it's matzah after Pesach, why do I have to pay more than MSRP? If I just pay the standard retail price, the fixed retail price, it's an automatic disadvantage to me. So why do I have to do that? And I let's look at the other cases. Let's say he makes another the other way around, saying that Israel cannot have enough for me. Then we said, it's the other way. Again, really on the Meicher B'Yeser, so if Israel can't have enough for me, so why do I have to sell at an inflated price? If we're talking about, at this point, we're talking about Zdina Dravi, the Rami Alate, which is, there's no market for those goods, i.e. matzah after Pesach. So why do I have to go ahead and sell it at a higher price than MSRP? I'm already putting him at a disadvantage, making him pay the regular MSRP price. So the Gemara says, Seifa Bizvina Harifa. No, the Seifa is talking about Zdina Harifa, okay, which means goods are high in demand, and therefore, <clears throat> and therefore, you have to uh, sell them at a uh, at a higher price to create, okay, to put him on the, to, to, to have him lose out, 
right? You say he can't have enough for me. So to have him lose out, what you do is say to Kharifa, which like we said is an inflated price, like buying a car today, but you're not limited to MSRP. The merchant could charge whatever price you want. So here he actually raises the price above it. So the merchant says, Well, one second. So then why do you have to, when you're on the buying side of that, okay, why do you have to just even Shava B'Shava? If you buy Zvina Kharifa, if you're telling me that Zvina Kharifa, and I said that no Yisrael can have enough for me, if I am the buyer and I'm able to buy a car fixed to MSRP today, then I'm automatically am advantaged and the Meicher is disadvantaged. So Ella, so we have to, so this doesn't work trying to fit fit in our Mishnah and the case of Shmuel into different cases of Zvina Kharifa versus Zvina Dharami Alape. Ella Mas Nisa B'Zvina Mitsa. Okay? That our Mishnah has to be talking about, like we said, a normal market. And a normal market at a fixed price, and our Mishnah is discussing fixed price, a normal market fixed price, both the Meicher and the Lekeach are considered to have benefited. Okay? And that's the case of our Mishnah. So in a normal market, MSRP fixed price, both the Meicher and Lekeach benefit. And therefore, Wherever you said, you, the, the person said that there would be a nether, he has to create either advantage or disadvantage based on what his nether is, and that would only be possible by his vina mitzia at a fixed price. Okay, Uda Shmuel, and Shmuel, when he said that Lekach picks up the Kli, and the Lekach is automatically benefited, he was talking about Bizvina Kharifa. He was talking about hot, goods that were hot in demand, and we're the, again, we're disc- only discussing where the pricing is fixed. So therefore, if, again, you're able to secure a car at the fixed old market price, <coughs> the fixed MSRP, that's considered a benefit to the Lekech, and that's what Shul was talking about, where you, um, since you had the benefit, you're going to be high in Tanya Kavasa de Shmuel, and we talk at like Shmuel, it says, HaLekech, Kalim, and Atagra, if a person buys Kalim vessels from a merchant, L'Shagrim, the base Chama. So a guy decided that he wants to curry favor with his father-in-law by either buying him a gift, or at least... At least the sentiment, it's the thought that counts. So he buys Caleb to send him to his base home, to a father-in-law's house, the Amar, and he says, okay, so the, the son-in-law says to the Tagar like this, in if my father-in-law actually accepts the gift, then I need I'm going to pay you whatever the price for the goods were. The in-law, and if he decides my father-in-law declines the gift, okay, so he, I'm not, end up, I'm not going to end up buying this from you, but I still got a hana, which is, that my father-in-law is still going to think good about me, because at least it was the thought that counts. I sent him a gift. He didn't end up liking the piece that I sent him, but at least I sent him something. So so if, if an anus happened to them, so now, if it was on the way to the father-in-law, when at that point he was buying the lekeach, was going to buy it, if he wanted... So then he's going to be chayev, like we explained. We're talking about Zvina Kharifa at a fixed price. Okay, it's a hot market at a fixed price, so it's a benefit to the buyer. And since it's a benefit to the buyer, so he transitions into a shayel. Shayel is chayev ba'insin. However, bechazara potter. Okay, but on the way back, he's going to actually be potter. Why? Because we see halicha chayev. Why? Because we're talking about Zvina Kharifa at a fixed price. So we see that there is a case to bring a raya like Shmuel, that is Vina Kharifa and a fixed, fixed price. Now, let's talk about this Bechazara Pater, And really, first, let's just discuss one thing. So we said that the deal is, the buyer says that if my father-in-law wants it, then I'm going to buy it. And if not, I'm going to pay you money. I'm giving you your thing back. So the Mepharshim explained, uh, why is it not Ribis? Why is it not Ribis? You're giving back the exact same thing and you're paying. 
It sounds like ribbons to me. So they answer that there's some sort of chas. It's like when you buy something at a store and then you return it. So they could, it's like a restocking fee because there's some sort of chas when they have to, when there's a return over there, that there's some sort of degradation in the merchandise. And therefore, it's, he's paying with lefitevis hana, but it's l'umas the pchas, the, you know, something that gets devalued in the kli once it's transaction, once it's like it's bought and it's sold. But anyway, so we say the chazar is going to be potter because he is like a nesei sahar. Shemer, okay, meaning that is a shemer sahar. Shemer sahar is going to be potter in einzi. Why? Because on the way there he was a shayel. We considered him a shayel. Now it fits very nicely. The status, says the run, of every shayel, once he's done using the kli he was borrowed, so now he's going to return it to the owner. So I borrow your lawnmower. Borrow your lawnmower to mow my lawn. Now, as soon as my lawn is mowed, so Kolzman, I'm mowing my lawn, or my lawn isn't mowed, so then I'm considered a shayel, I'm kind of einzi. But as soon as I'm done mowing my lawn, and then an einis happens, I'm bringing it back to you, and uh, and, and some other guy, I'm bringing it back on the back of my pickup truck, and some guy comes in and hits the lawnmower. Okay, some guy uh, smashes into it with his car. So then, at that point, I was just returning it back to him. I'm no longer considered a shell. I'm considered a shemer sacher, who's potter and einzin. And that's why over here, he is going to be, the chazara is going to be potter. Since he's the shell, he's done. He's not decided he isn't buying it. He fits into a category of a sacher. Now, similar idea, ahu safsira. It was an animal wholesaler, a trader. So he was a middleman. He took a donkey to sell. And he didn't end up, he didn't end up, or, or to buy. He was going to buy, he was going to sell. So really, these sasiras, they worked on consignment, which means that they would agree to the farmer, okay, I'm going to take your donkey, it's going to be $50, uh, if I find a buyer, and if not, I'll give it back to you. So, to show, so he took a chamer lezvuni. He took a donkey to buy, okay, and he took it to sell, he bought it to sell, He's a middleman. Well, he, is, he didn't end up finding a buyer. He wasn't able to sell it. Bahadi the Hadar, so he was going back to give the animal back to the um, to the farmer. Okay, meaning he was he wasn't going to be able to get a deal done. Bahadi the Hadar, itsness, chamra. Right, so there was an, some sort of einus happened to the chamar. Chayver Nachman Shlumi. Nachman was him. Now, what we're saying is like this: he was going to be in the category of a buyer because he was a middleman. He was going to buy and sell to somebody else. So he was going to buy at a price advantage. So I understand why he would be chayv in einsin if he, while he was going to find customers, but on the way back to Chazara, like we just said, he should turn into a shemer sachar, which makes him potter from einsin. So Eisei, Rabbi Nachman, Nensu, Bahali, Chayv, Chazara, Potter. What do you mean? We just saw that the Chazara you're going to be potter. So Amar Leir, Nachman responded, No, 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 Chazara to Savsira, Hilachahi. This guy, he's in the business. He's an animal trader. Any time, whether even if he's coming to return the animal back to the farmer. To the person he got it from, he's also considered a <clears throat> he's also considered a buyer. Why? If let's say on the way back, okay, meaning just when I when I'm talking about buying a kli, so the kli is going back from the father, and the father doesn't want the kli, so finish. It's going to go back to the seller, or some sort of onus is going to happen. But over here by the safsira, he's in the business of buying and selling. Let's say he was on the way to return it back to the farmer, and he found somebody along the way that was interested in buying the chamar. He would sell to them. So therefore, right, even if he was on the doorstep to return home, he would sell it to him. He's in the business of selling it, and therefore he is always both on the way there and on the way back. This tafsira is different. He is always going to be considered um, <clears throat> a buyer because at any point until the animal is safely back in the person who gave it to him on consignment, meaning what we're calling the farmer's hands, he is considered 
uh, potential sale, and therefore he would be chayv in Einsin, again, in a zvina harifa at a fixed price. Zuck the next Mishnah. And we'll just read the Mishnah and we'll stop there. So a person says, I am not going to have any hana from mix and nether. All arelim are asr on me. Mutter barele Yisrael, the asr b'muli of the Chachavim. He's going to be mutter to an arel of a Yisrael, only asr in muli of the Chachavim. Meaning, arelim means guy. It doesn't mean people that were uncircumcised. We refer to a guy as an arel. Now, says the Mafarish over here, he says, so you're going to be mutter in Arel Yisrael because when you said Arel, you meant Gayim. You didn't mean uncircumcised people. Gayim are categorized as uncircumcised people. Okay, but it's interesting, says in the Farish, Bechal Arel Yisrael, Bechal Mulam Haim, Kigayim Shemesu Achad Machmas Mila. So it sounds like the Farish is saying it's only if somebody is not what's called a Mumer Lamu. The person says, I'm not getting a Mila. I don't want to have circumcision. I'm not getting a Mila at all. But it's, let's say a person who's in a situation, he is the one who's still considered a Yisrael. But the basis of is actually in the diet from the Mefarish over here, that if a person is a Mumer Lamila, if it's a Yisrael, it's a Mumer Lamila, he refuses to get one, and there's no Ainus, then he would be Nichal in this nether, it would be considered, he would be considered an Aral, and it's not going to be exclusively limited to Gaim in that situation. However, um, other argue, the Rekiba Eger argues on the basis in this regard, um, but, okay, now, let's say, let's buy during the Mishnah. Shani nena lemulim. If a person says, I'm not going to have any hana from mulim, people who are circumcised, and then asr ba'arele Yisrael, umotur b'mule avdechechav. You're going to be, it's, you're going to be asr in the even arelem of Yisrael, because you said mulim, people who have a bris. So even if it's a Yisrael, it doesn't have a bris. Again, arelem are gay, mulim are Yisraelim, it doesn't matter what their actual physical bris status is. Shein harela kruya el l'shem of the kachavim. Because what is in Arla? That's Arla is of his kachavim. Shenemar, as the Apostle says, kachol ha-gayim arela. That all the gayim arela, v'chol beis Yisrael are le'leiv. And beis Yisrael are le'leiv. V'aymer, and we have another Apostle that says, v'ahaya ha-plishtia arel ha-zeh. That David referred to Goliath as the plishti ha-arel. He referred to him as an arel, plishti gayim that he is an arel. So we see gayim are referred to as arela. V'aymer pen Okay, plishtim, we refer to the benois, the plishtim are considered benois arelim. Again, so we see this idea that goyim are referred to as arelim. I and the Ran, why we needed three psukim to get the same point across. Each one teaches a different limud. Um, but either way, again, we see this idea, benadarim hochum achar loshim de'adam. And when a person says that all arelim can be ushered to me, it means goyim. It doesn't necessarily matter based on their, um, status of actual circumcision. And, and, now we're going to a famous Gemara that's going to discuss one of the big Mila Gemaras. Mu'usa Hiarela Arela is Moiz. Shinizganu Barushayim. Okay, they're disgraced by it. Shinemar's Apostle says, Kokol Hagayim Arela. Maybe Shmuel Amr, Gedele Mila And he talks about it from the other side. How great is Mila that there are 13 brisim. It says bris 13 times in the Parsha of Mila. That Mila is Deicha Shabbos of Rabbi Lazar de Mila fame. Rabbi Shua ben Karcha Aimer. Gedele Mila Shaloi Nitna Loi Lamaisha Sadek Aleha Maloisha. That Mila is the Schus of Mila. That Mila is such an important mitzvah that if somebody violates it, that we see by Maisha that all the Schusim Shaloi Nitna Loi Lamaisha Sadek Aleha Maloisha. That all the Schusim that Maisha had didn't help him 
stave off disaster even for an hour, Malaysia, even for an hour, Kenegan Mila. Meaning he wasn't, he was, he was Nisrashal in the Mila. We'll see. The Gemara will go into this. I will actually get into it in tomorrow's half, but he didn't do Mila, Mila right away and he couldn't even survive an hour, even though he had all these rules. And Mila is Deicha Tsaras. Okay, that if a person has Tsaras, you do the Mila anyways. Tsaras in that area, even though there's a Asay and a Lois Asay to be mashchis, the tzaras, the karaf, the tzaras, still you do it anyway, so we see how great it is. Rebbe, Aymer, Gedele, Mila, Shekol, Mitzvah, Shal, Sabra, Medino, Lainikris, Shalim, all the Mitzvah, Sabra, did. He wasn't considered Shalom, Ad, Shemo, until he did Mila, Shemar, it says, Yitzalek, Lepanai, Ta'yei, Samim, Dabar, Achidele, Mila, Shalom, Mole, He, if not for Mila, Lebar, Yekosh, Brachos, Elamai, Kosh, Brachos, would not have created his world. Shemar, as the Pasuk says, Kayamar, Shem, and Lebrisi, Yem, and Belay, Lechuk, Hashemayim, Etzlai, Samti, that we see that the Mila is what allows the world to continue. Which is interesting, it says here, Then I would not allow the chayk, that is shemayim ba'aretz, right? The laws, immutable laws of nature would not be able to continue if not for the bris of yom ba'alayla. What's interesting is we call the bris, bris mili, yom ba'alayla, even though it says v'yom ha'shemini, yimol, b'sar that bris is only done during the day, yet, still what we're saying is, is that the bris is something that is on the person, yom ba'alayla. That it's the ability, the fact that the person is the bris is kayan bibsara yom v'layla, so we consider it yom v'layla, and that is able to make sure that the uh, laws of shemayim v'aretz, that the laws of nature remain in effect because of the schos of bris. So, just to quickly review, we started again with discussing the dharm of Lashem b'nei Adam. We started with Neidim Meshav Shabbos and Eichli Shum, and we contrasted that with the early Neidim Meshav that we said the first two, you're going to be asr bekusim because they are mitzvah v'oiseh to both eat garlic Friday nights and to keep Shabbos, and they actually keep both of these things. By early Yushalayim, we said you're going to be mutter bekusim because they don't actually go up to Yushalayim. And when it came to Gayim, we said that even Gayim who rest on Saturday, we're not going. To, we're not going. They're not going to be kenichal in the nether because they are not mitzvah. We're discussing after lashem bnei adam. Lashem bnei adam is mitzvah v'oisin when we say. Things like Shesri Shabbos. Now, Kodim Shein Nana, we said, Lebnei Nayach, you're going to be mutter in Yisrael, even though Yisrael came through shame as a Bnei Nayach. Still, once Avram got the bracha, once Avram was Niskadesh, we're called Bnei Avram or Zera Avram. Okay, what's interesting is you say, Zera Avram is going to be mutter with a guy, even when you mutter on guy, so we're saying that your nether doesn't take effect. Zera Avram is Kibi Yitzchak. Yikar lechazare, and it's not all of Yitzchak, because then Esav would be nechal on your nether. So you'd have to say big Yitzchak, v'loi kol Yitzchak, as the Gemara says. So it's Zera Avram specifically, and we just we discussed what happens for a person that said Bnei Avram, like Bnei Nayach would, according to at least some sheetas, it could be that the nether would be nechal on uh, Bnei Yishmael as well, and Bnei Esav. Shani nenem Yisrael, and then we had the next one that a person said the buying and selling, where we essentially brought in Shmuel. Said that if a person picks up a cleat to be mivakra, he's he is considered the benefit, the benefiting party of the sale, and he will, um, if it breaks, meaning because of the benefit that he gets, he's like a shayel, and a shayel is going to be chayiv and einsin, okay, because he has the ability to complete the sale and it's an advantage to him. That was the way we ended up explaining the Mishnah. Zvina charifa, okay, at a fixed price is an advantage to the seller, and therefore, like we explained, he is a shayel. Um, and our Mishnah, which discussed that if he makes a nether, he's got to create an advantage in line with his nether. That was all talking about Zvina Mitzia, 
where it's a regular market and it's a fixed price, so then in a normal situation, both the Meicher and Leikach are considered beneficiaries, so you have to create an advantage-disadvantage based on what your nether is. And we brought Raya to Shmuel, that Bezvina uh, Harifa, that you're considered a, a shayel on the way there, can be Chayev and Einsen, Tanya and we see that on the way back, what we discussed, like the story of the Chamaisai on the way back, that he transitions because he's done using it, he's no longer considered a shayel, if he decides to, that he doesn't want to complete the purchase, then he will be putter from Einsen, like a Shemr Safar, and we ended with, and we had the story of the Safsira, which is going to be different, that since the Safsira is always in the market to sell, there's no such thing as he's sending back um, he's always, until it gets back safely to the hands of the farmer, the person who provided him with the goods, he's always considered a buyer because he might find somebody else to sell to. And as a buyer, in, again, Isvina Kharifa, goods that are in demand and at a fixed price, um, he is considered, uh, he gets the benefit and he has the status of a shell who's going to be high the all the way until it gets back into the original, you know, farmer's hands. And then we discuss the kind of shani men and aladreilim, that is, you're going to be mutabarilim, asar b'mulei akum, Okay, that arelim only means gayim. So you're saying you're not going to have any hanaf from gayim. Even if a Jew is uncircumcised, you can have hanaf from him. He's not considered an arel. And on the flip side, the mulim, then we're going to be usher in arele Yisrael. Okay, even, you said only mulim, but even in arele Yisrael, you're going to be usher in. Mulim refers to, so you're not going to have any hanaf from mulim. All Yisrael, mulim refers to Yisrael. And then we discussed um, that in a, uh, uh Arla Kruyal Lashem Akum, it's Kashem of Adazarim. We went to the Psukim of how great um, Mila is, that it wasn't, and, and violating it, how serious that is, and Moshe with all his chusim wasn't able to overcome that even for an hour, and we'll continue with that suya tomorrow.